0: Um, we may as well just jump straight into it then. Yeah. I'll give us a three, two, one. And we are back for episode two of Things, Stuff and Words with Ben and Reid. Uh, it seems like it's been a long time, I guess because we decided to do this as a monthly or more thing, read.
1: It seems like ages ago, but technically we're keeping to our bio on our Twitter and, you know, account that we are a monthly podcast, so we're keeping keeping up to our end of the bargain, I guess. Uh, Official
0: introductions, I guess. My name is Ben Rogers. This guy is Reed Marnie, or he's over there on the screen this time around because we're back in the computer realm of this whole deal rather than actually being in person like last time. But uh, yeah, all set to go for another show once again. And we have a couple of different uh, talk topics that we want to touch on. And first thing off the bat, Reid, I want to kind of ask you about the experience that you had during the week, because you managed to get your hands on, or not, you didn't actually get your hands on it just yet, but you managed to order and secure an order for a very hot uh, little piece of equipment at the moment.
1: Yes, I happened to be on the internet on Thursday, just scrolling through my Facebook feed, and all of a sudden, there was a company, we all know that company, JB Hi Fi. There was a post on there saying, it's in stock now. And I thought, oh, what's in stock? It was a Nintendo Mini NES Classic. Oh. Hey, so Reed's officially got one on order. Well, it's on order. I, as far as I know, according to the latest email I've got, it's being shipped, which mm. is bizarre because it's only coming from Melbourne, so it's mm-hmm. being shipped. But I'm going to get it hopefully this week sometime. So after waiting months and months for this little device. I'm going to get it about Thursday or Friday. <laughs> and uh, I'll be shutting myself off from the world for a few hours. just well, so I can... right. Once you
0: actually get it, I want to see on our Twitter account, just a picture of you, like your head right next to the
1: box, just going, hey! <laughs> big thumbs up. I should do like one of those YouTube videos of those reaction videos when you open up something or you see something for the first time. Oh, the good old unboxing did... videos. Uh, no, there's been plenty of those. We all know those ones. Right? <laughs> but my reaction when I actually get it. Yeah, yeah. I still can't believe... I've got my hands on it because mm. I don't know if you've been following this story at all, but there was no warning about this. It was just on their Facebook page, bam, in stock now. I thought, hang on, usually you give us a little bit of a warning. Like you'll tell us to the day before, hey, we've got stock in this tomorrow. At this time, that's when it will go on sale. But for whatever reason, it just popped up and said yeah, yeah. in stock now. So there was no warning. So I'm thinking it's either very sneaky of them or it's very clever of them because this way it gives more people a chance to actually get it rather than telling everyone at the same time when it's going to go on sale. So Mm. I think it's actually a very clever move from the company, but I still can't believe I've actually got one, Ben. I'm still shaking it with excitement.
0: I myself am kind of still on that uh, will I, won't I kind of train as far as possibly getting a Nintendo Switch. Mm. So I've kind of, you know... Played with the idea over the last couple of weeks of yeah I might actually go and buy one, might trade in my Wii U and get, for a, get one for a cheaper price because that deal's still going on and then I was just kind of like do I really need it or can I just kind of you know keep playing the Wii U so I still haven't got one yet but uh, we'll see what the future brings whether I all of a sudden get swayed in that direction and make the move and get a Nintendo Switch
1: well, I guess you've got to weigh up how much you play your where you at mm. the moment and think, is it worth me continuing playing with it or get something brand new? Because if you barely play it or if you only play it every now and then, you might actually think it's worth getting the Switch, but that's yeah, just yeah. my opinion. So, you know, you'll be the one to decide that. It'll be your uh, little time to shine when you want to get the device. But uh, from everything I've been reading about the Nintendo Switch, mate, everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it might be worth
0: Now, I want to jump into something that could be a little bit of a weird topic to talk about here. I don't think we've ever gone into this realm of discussion before, but have you ever heard of something called a real doll?
1: A real doll? I've heard of dolls. Real dolls? What's a real doll?
0: A real doll is uh, a company that uh, is done by uh, Matt McCullen. He's the CEO of Real Doll. And basically what Real Dolls are is that they are basically a doll that is human size and looks real. And Mm. a lot of people have them as companions if they're socially awkward so they don't have to, you know, interact with real people. They can just interact with this doll. And a lot of people take it the extra mile and maybe, you know, have a bit of raunchy time with this doll as well, which is... A little bit weird. But uh, what's going on here is uh, Matt McKellen, the CEO of uh, Real Doll and Cyborg Boffin, as he's been (laughs) labelled, they've released uh, this new doll called Harmony 2.0, and it's the most interactive real doll that you've ever seen in your life. But the weirdest thing is, you can actually talk to it, and it'll talk back to you, and it has a whole heap of different settings. So you can set it to like romantic mode if you want to have a romantic dinner for two, or you can set it to a uh, energetic mode if you want to be out doing fitnessy things or something like that. Or you can even set it to a family mode, which is something that kind of, you know, weirds me out a little bit. Because what kind of family
1: can you have with a robot? If any, I mean, that's weird. (laughs) What? I'm just banging my head around that.
0: But even on top of that, you can also set it to like the sexy modes and stuff as well. And then once you start talking to it, it speaks back to you for some reason in a Scottish accent.
1: (laughs) Because Scottish is apparently sexy. (laughs)
0: but it kind of makes me wonder like as far as like i don't know family mode is concerned or something like that and the way that it actually talks is it going to be one of those things where you come home and you're just like hi honey home for dinner and then she kind of rolls out of the kitchen and is just like yes i made you a roast would you like gravy on that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you might have family over that you might not necessarily see a lot or you don't really like and you might just Give that a whirl and say, "Oh, Uncle Graham's coming over this weekend. Really, don't want to talk to him about trucks. Get the bo- get the robot out. He'll talk to him all night about trucks."
0: Oh, uh, now we'll post the article uh, that we've got here about this onto our Twitter accounts at uh, Spin and Read on Twitter. Uh, it's the pictures of this cyborg are really kind of strange. It almost looks like a bit of a young Sofia Vergara from Modern Family.
1: Oh. That's not true, man.
0: Yeah, but that, yeah, it's that's ki- it's kind of creepy at the same time as well that they've gone yeah. with that um, kind of Hispanic kind of look, but at the same time, she... Oh, it's talking to me all of a sudden, because uh, the video started on the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they've kind of gone with this Hispanic look, but she has a Scottish accent, so it's kind of... It's a bizarre, weird mishmash of things.
1: Oh, one of a kind, surely. How do you come up with that combination? Do you just flip a coin and think, right, she'll have a Scottish head, she'll have a Scottish accent. How do you come up with that sort of stuff?
0: That's big. Absolutely no idea. But the weirdest thing is, though, this story came up during the week and then another story came out from China during the week as well about a 31-year-old guy who has built a robot companion for himself and actually got married to it throughout the <laughs> no. week.
1: Ah dear, just a matter of time
0: So this guy considers himself uh, really socially awkward And Mm. he's basically thought to himself Okay, I'll, you know, build myself a a companion A a woman-like companion And if we really get along Maybe we'll hit things off and we might even get married And last week he did actually get married
1: Were there like robots in the wedding as well? Was it just him and and the the robot and the minister or whatever marrying them? Or were there little robots celebrating? How did that all work? By the looks of things, it was just him. So (laughs) it was just
0: him and the robot bride and a photographer and whoever was, you know, performing the ceremony. But there's this really awkward photo that's going around of him carrying the actual doll itself. And it's like supposed yeah. to be one of those photos where you're carrying your wife over the threshold of your house just after you've gotten married. It's supposed to be one big romantic thing where you've got her in your arms and she's got her hands up in the air, big smile on her face. But it's just this stiff doll <laughs> that's just kind of out like this.
1: <laughs> and he's just got this big cheesy grin on his face, looking oh. like an absolute nerd. <laughs> it gives hope to anyone that you can get married, whether it be human or robot. So. Yeah. Who'd have thought? Oh, well, dear. matter of time.
0: Apparently this guy used to be a uh, employee of Huawei, which is the, oh. uh, the telecommunications company. Yeah. And now he's taken those skills after working with our Huawei. And he's now building robots. One in particular for himself that, yeah, he got married to.
1: I mean, is the doll waterproof? Can you take it outside, and can they go for walks around the park, or is it just a inside only doll?
0: I, Very but much. by the looks of things, it's an outside. It's an inside and outside doll, kind of like an oh. in, kind of like an indoor outdoor basketball.
1: <laughs> oh, so he's put a, he's put a lot of thought into the it. He has put a lot of work ah. into this thing,
0: but it's nowhere near as lifelike looking as the other one, the Harmony Two <laughs>
1: Maybe we should get these two in the same room And just have a (laughs) bit of a chat
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of makes you wonder though Like this guy's gotten married throughout the week To this doll that he built for himself right And then Mm. the news has come up That the Harmony 2.0's has been released And I'm wondering if he's just thought to himself Oh my goodness I just put all this Time and money into building this doll And now real doll have released One that looks even better than the one that I've Actually made for myself I've got a whole potential cheating fiasco on my hands (laughs) (laughs)
1: Think of the amount of time and effort he's put into this Only for some other company to do pretty much the same type of thing Thinking, oh, I just created this doll myself Come on guys, give me my own robot Just
0: imagine just imagine, like the the robot doll that he built Is just sitting out in the lounge room And the robot hears noises coming from the other room And she's just like, oh, I wonder what that is And she gets (laughs) up, rolls herself into the bedroom And sees him having it off with the Harmony 2.0 That he's just bought, just like Who is that? What
1: are you doing? I want to file for a divorce. (laughs) I mean, surely that's just going to happen. But are we talking about actual little things. I mean, do they pay the bills? Do they go and have coffee with friends? I mean, are these actual logistic type robots or are they just robots programmed to do what we want them to do? Uh, Because it sounds like that.
0: Apparently, it's a big thing over in Asia for people to have these, you know, lifelike dolls because a lot of people are socially awkward and they can't, yeah. you know, just talk to women. So they create women for themselves or buy women in robot form or doll form, whichever. And it's, it's kind of worrying as far as I'm concerned. But a lot of people are saying that, you know, these dolls are the future of human communication. Like a lot of people will just be marrying dolls.
1: So maybe now people are going to bypass Tinder and just think, I'm not going to put any time and energy into that anymore. I can go on to an actual robot who will do what I want it to do. Genius. Mm-hmm. Just it's think, work. all those dodgy dates that you went on
0: over the years on Tinder and spent all that money buying people meals and coffee, you could save up all that money in five years' time, you can buy yourself a real doll Harmony
1: 2.0. I mean, I've never been on a Tinder date, but it gives someone like me a bit of hope in the future.
0: <laughs> Oh, that's fair. Have you got anything you want to uh, talk about to kick us off from your side of the Well, maybe,
1: maybe this is a bit of a segue from one marrying type of story to another type of marrying story. Yeah, yeah. We all, we all well and truly now by know the TV show <sighs> Married at First Sight. Oh, yes. It's been dragging on for months. It's been on air for about two months now, maybe a little bit more. We're mm-hmm. all sick of it. I mean, granted, the ratings are massive, but... I'm just so sick of it. One thing I'm getting really sick and tired of is the contestants and this is not exclusive to Married at First Sight But it seems to be a lot from the TV show over the years Mm -hmm. Contestants complaining. Oh, the editing has made me look like an idiot. I don't (laughs) like how I've been portrayed on this TV show think of the amount of hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of camera crews following your every move There's only three to four hours every week of the show. So, of course, there's going to be selective editing. Plus, there's like eight other couples as well. So, you're not going to get that much screen time. So, I'm really getting sick and tired of these contestants getting all, you know, annoyed on social media and complaining to anyone that'll listen, which is apparently a lot of media outlets wanting to talk Mm. to them getting their opinion on the show. We get it. They're not happy with the show. Move on. But, Come
0: on. But, you know, if, if you're watching this show and you're seeing these people portrayed as idiots for a full three hours per week, if the editors have the ability to get three hours worth of them acting like jerks, then it's pretty much certain that they're a jerk. Like, there's there's no other way of putting it, really.
1: I think a lot of people who do go on this show have a bit of an ego, if yeah. not a bit of an a lot of an ego, so part of that would mean that they are in some way a bit of a jerk, and they're going to be betraying them then as their normal jerk self. So I'm just getting so sick and tired. I mean, I'm glad that the show's finished because I just need a break from it all. <laughs> I need like a social media break from all this married at first sight nonsense. But it's more to do with the contestants being annoyed because they don't have any control. Hello, you're a TV show contestant. You have no control whatsoever. No. You've signed on the dotted line and you've given your life away to this reality TV show. You have no control whatsoever. So don't complain to me when you say, oh, I've been looking like an idiot in the show. It's reality TV pal. Move on. Well, but yeah, I'm just so sick of it. It could, it could be
0: worse because one of my uh, guilty pleasure TV shows that I watch every Thursday night when it's on is uh, Dating Naked that's on on Channel 11. Oh.
1: I would not have picked you for that type of show. And, I know the show.
0: But, but it's one of those, everything's censored. It's not yeah. anything about just, you know, tuning in to see nudity every week or anything like that. Yeah. Like, it's it's interesting to see how the dynamic of meeting someone completely in the nude actually works. But in comparison to Married at First Sight, a lot of people on Dating Naked really look like absolute fools compared <laughs> to Married at First Sight. So those guys on Married at First Sight really have to think to themselves, okay, It could be a lot worse. I could be on Dating
1: Naked. (laughs) True. That is a terrible show. But the thing I want to talk about, though, with Married at First Sight as well, is that this has been, I think this is the fourth season of the show now. So we've had four seasons of the show. One couple is still together. (laughs) And that was from the very first Season Uh, they're still they're still together. They've got a child together Zoe and Alex. I think their names are so They're the only couple on the show So I think what that tells you is that this is a show where people aren't being genuine Mm -hmm. They're not there to actually get married They're there to get a profile for themselves because think of it like this many years ago The TV show to get famous was big brother. Yes. Well now that's finished. We need a new show Mm -hmm. There's plenty of reality TV shows out there but for whatever reason, Married at First Sight seems to be that show to get yourself into the spotlight, and sure enough, it has.
0: Well, I don't know if you actually saw it throughout this season, Reid, but there was a lot of headlines popping up here, there, and everywhere saying, "Oh, check out such and such's modelling profile." Oh, check out such and such's acting profile on IMDb, because a lot, of, a lot of the people in this season of Married at First Sight are all aspiring actors and models. I think it was like three, qu- three quarters of the cast. Well, all aspiring love, actors and models at I one stage.
1: I love that term, aspiring.
0: Writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is that? Well, seriously, what is aspiring writer? I want, well, I want to be a writer one day, so I'm aspiring. Please. But it, but even
0: uh, wh- one of the funniest ones was, what was the villain on the show? What was, what was his name again?
1: Um, oh, An- Andrew or Jonesy.
0: Uh, no, the, the other dude, the, the horse racing guy. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Oh, yeah, that's Anthony. It. That's the one. Uh, he actually had a uh, modelling and acting profile show up online and he looked like such a tool in the photo. He was like, wh- it was like obviously back in the early 2000s and he had like all the wispy spiked up hair and stuff and he was like in this big collared shirt with a uh, with like a suede jacket over the top of it and he's just standing yeah. there against a brick wall just going, yeah, I'm so cool. I'm Anthony. Yeah, you want to hire me if you're modelling and acting. <laughs>
1: I had to laugh though because the 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 woman that he was partnered with, there was some terrible YouTube videos of her media presenting, like in a a show reel type. Oh, really? Yeah, I might try and see if I can get it up and put on our Twitter account. But it was so funny because what it does, it shows you that these people are not you know just random people. They're people who have been purposely selected. They haven't been selected by the uh, specialists on the show, or the you know the psychologists or whatever. The experts, that's what they call them. The experts. Yeah. And they sit there on the show. They just narrate the show. They don't not experts at all. But um, yeah, so look, a lot of these people aren't you know genuine people. They're all crap. At, at, you know, being these people, oh, I'm so annoyed at how I've been edited, blah, blah, blah. They've all got social media accounts. Like, most of them now have, like, 100,000 Instagram followers. Yep. So, you can't tell me they're not doing it for, for anything other than trying to promote themselves. It's got nothing to do with love. Remember, it's a TV show they refer to as an experiment. Yeah. It's a TV show, it's not an experiment, it's a TV show for entertainment, that's all it is.
0: Actually, speaking of the experts, especially the guy in particular, I'm not sure what his name is, I can never remember the experts' John, names.
1: John Aiken. John Aiken. John.
0: Well, e- even just the words of wisdom that he offers, when like, when they're watching the TV screen and seeing what's going on, like at the, uh, the, the dinners and all that kind of stuff that they have, and he's just sitting there going, oh, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting what's happened there. Wow, mate, thanks for the insight. You're brilliant.
1: I don't think this will be doing too much for his professional work. I don't think people are going to go to him seeking professional help. I had to laugh, though, because he also has an Instagram account. He's on Twitter. He's got thousands of followers. So he's much like one of the contestants. He's doing it for himself. (laughs) He's not there to help anyone. He's there to help himself, but he's not there to help any couples get married. So please, you can't tell me that this is just the most fakest show There is.
0: He's uh, definitely not going to become the Australian Dr. Phil anytime soon, that's for sure.
1: Oh, no. I don't think we will have a Dr. Phil, thank goodness. No. He (laughs) he definitely won't be here. He hasn't quite
0: managed the full sentence and question of saying, and how does that make you feel?
1: Oh, I know. I'm going to finish this by saying the show has wrapped up this week. Mm -hmm. I reckon we will still be hearing about Married at First Side stories for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's mm. going to be a long time before we stop hearing about this current crop of Married at First Sight contestants.
0: It's just going to be all over the front page of the Gossip Magazines. When you're going through the checkout at the supermarket, you're just going to see, oh, Cheryl blah, 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 and Anthony du-du-du, and all that kind of stuff. It's ridiculous.
1: I like the name that people gave Cheryl on the show. They referred to her as, well, you know, on Twitter anyway. Yep. Feral Cheryl. I thought, brilliant. Mm. It's, it's how yeah. I...
0: She she has Laura, she has girl. been to parties with uh, she's been to parties at the Playboy Mansion with Hugh Hefner, and she's also mm. been to parties with uh, the notorious Candyman from the gold from the Gold <laughs> Coast. I don't even I don't even know what the Candyman's deal is. I'm pretty sure it's dodgy right. dodgy shit. But
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> by the looks of some of the pictures from the Candyman's parties that came up in the articles that I saw with the Cheryl stuff, I was just kind of like, Ugh, this guy looks a bit dodgy.
1: And trust me, people like Cheryl on the show, she's not one of a kind. There are literally hundreds of girls like her on the Gold Coast with thousands of Instagram followers who I guarantee you they'll be on the next season Mm -hmm. of Married at First Sight. There seems to be a lot of these women from the Gold Coast who, are like Cheryl, you know, their physique is very similar, but they've got all these thousands of Instagram followers.
0: Mm.
1: I'm thinking, who are you? You're just a, a... Beauty makeup artists on the Gold Coast. I mean, how do you have all these thousands of followers? It's
0: weird. Because they see themselves as uh, social influencers. And they put up photos oh. of them in bikinis and it all looks so th- awesome. And you're just like, no, you just you're not. Just just stop. Get off the internet.
1: Unfollow. Unfollow <laughs> block report. Go away.
0: <laughs> hey Reed, if I can switch focus here, I want to talk Please. quickly about uh, <laughs> I want to talk about hot cross buns of all things because we are coming into Easter and everyone loves hot cross buns. Like, I don't know anyone who doesn't love a hot cross bun.
1: And they come in all kinds of flavors now. Fruit, fruitless, choc, brilliant. Brilliant. Exactly, so even the people who didn't like hot cross buns because they
0: had sultanas in them or whatever, just, you know, get the choc-chip ones instead and have a bit more of a dessert hot cross bun, you're good to go. So basically everyone can find a hot cross bun that suits them these days coming into Easter. And uh, on news.com.au, they had an article posted there about uh, hot cross bun hacks and things that you could do to spruce up the old hot cross bun if it's just not quite doing it for you as a hot cross bun warmed up with a bit of margarine in it or something like that. So there's some really actually good things listed here. One of the ones that I wanna uh, start things off with is the hot cross bun toasty with cheese and bacon. So you're kind of using the hot cross bun as the bread in a toasted sandwich, but you've got cheese and bacon in the middle. And it's a cheese and bacon hot cross bun toasty.
1: Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, that'll get
0: me. How good does that sound? (laughs) So it would make it interesting. It'd make it interesting as well, with like the, because obviously a hot cross bun is a spiced bun. So bacon has a tendency to go pretty well with certain spices and things like that. So I think this, I think that would be actually quite a winner right there. Uh, hot cross bun, cheese and bacon toasty, if you want to give that one a try over Easter. There is another one here that's uh, kind of like bagel burgers and stuff like that. They're basically using a hot cross bun as the burger casing for a beef burger. Ooh, Yeah, that'll work. I see
1: that at cafes.
0: Do you reckon you'd have to go with a, a fruitless one for this though? Like if it's going to be a beef burger with, you know, cheese and sauce and all that kind of stuff?
1: I reckon you're going to have it as an option. I reckon yeah. if you want the fruit, have it as a fruit. If you don't, then don't. I mean, I don't see why you can't have one or the other. Just have both. There's another one here
0: which seems a little bit kind of weird, but, you know, if people want to do it, go for it. Raspberry hot cross bun <laughs> tiramisu cake.
1: Ooh. Oh, so, do
0: so what's happened here is that they've got the hot cross buns and they've cut it into three sections. So, yeah. like, they've sliced it flatways into three layers. And so you do a layer of hot, a layer of the bottom of hot cross bun at the bottom, and then you do like raspberry tiramisu filling, and then you do the middle layer of hot cross bun, more raspberry tiramisu filling, and then the top layer of hot cross bun. So you've just got the top crosses from all the hot cross buns there glaze over the top, and then you're all basically set to go with your raspberry mm. hot cross bun tiramisu cake. Yeah, I could see that
1: working. I mean, I'd be up for that.
0: Yeah. So, it's uh, one of those ones that comes with an extra bit of, you know, chocolate drizzle or something like that if you want that on there too, so maybe you'd like to add some little extras. Speaking of things that you'd probably want to add extras to, though, is the last one and probably the most important one on this list. This one uses a choc-chip hot cross bun and it is a hot cross bun ice cream sandwich.
1: Ooh. (laughs) Yeah
0: good so I could see I could see that happening this Easter just like you know cutting the hot cross bun in half uh heating it up for a little bit in the in the microwave or something like that or even just in the sandwich toaster or something and then just getting a scoop of vanilla ice cream plonking it in the middle smacking it between the hot cross bun and then just putting like a chocolate topping or chocolate sauce over the top
1: that's perfect because we're coming into the colder months now. We need something to warm us up. Yeah. And, you know, there's plenty of desserts out there. That's perfect. I like it. Exactly. So if you want to spruce up your hot cross buns coming into Easter, we'll pop
0: this article on uh, the Twitter account, at Ben and Reed on Twitter, and you'll be able to get these recipes right there, which look fan-bloody-tastic, I must say. And, uh, yeah, spruce up the hot cross buns <laughs> and see if you can get them going for Easter in a week's time. Oh, I'm there. I want them. I want <laughs> and- them all. And uh, to wrap things up, Reid, what have you got for us? You've got one more talk topic that you wanted to touch on there. What have you got?
1: Yeah, well, this is a story I heard about during the week and I checked it up. Uh, the New Zealand Prime Minister, uh, as we all know, New Zealand, they are a country, they have funny accents and they do like talking about sheep, but mm-hmm. not about their country. <laughs> the Prime Minister during the week put a photo on social media and it was of a pizza that he had made for himself yep. to eat. And the pizza looked fine, had the usual type of ingredients, Except for one ingredient, and it's an ingredient which I would not associate with pizza remotely at all. Okay. It it was a can, already that's a bit weird, a can of tinned spaghetti. Oh. I get that people put pineapple on their pizza and, you know, we're getting a bit more adventurous with our pizzas now, but spaghetti, I mean, how, why, where do you think of that? Was it just kind of like your SPC,
0: tin of spaghetti, chuck it on the top of the pizza, you're good to go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at the photo now. I'm going to put this on our Twitter account yeah. uh, for you to have a look at. But it is weird. It's pretty much like the spaghetti. And, of course, people did take notice. I'm going to take uh, notice of some of the comments that people wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of the weird thing, right? The post has got a lot of likes yeah. on Instagram, which makes me think, do people like spaghetti on pizza? Because if so, weird. Uh, this one said, "It comforts me to know I have about the same level of culinary skill as our prime minister." <laughs> uh, Sorry, Bill. Any man who puts spaghetti on a pizza is not fit to run my country. You cannot count. You cannot count on my vote come election time. <laughs> so, you know, it seems that a lot of people don't get the whole thing of putting spaghetti on a pizza. Because I'm looking at the photo now, and to be fair, the pizza does look pretty good. But then you can see there's spaghetti on it, and I'm thinking, no. It doesn't look right. You know, I mean, I know there's all kinds of special types of pizzas nowadays. I mean, we're a bit more outrageous now with our pizzas, but spaghetti on pizza, I don't think it's going to be a trend which will take off.
0: Well, like even the pizza shop that we go to down the street from us here, it's one of the most well-known ones in the whole city, basically. And they do actually have a spaghetti bolognese pizza, but they're also, they're not only just a pizza place, they're a pizza and pasta restaurant. So they're making their own pasta and doing their own spaghetti bolognese special recipe. And then that's going on the top of the pizza as well. So it's kind of a bit more of a, uh, you know, a a nicer thing to eat rather than tinned SPC spaghetti that you just slopped on top of a pizza base.
1: (laughs) It sounds like a guy who was at home late one night, the family's gone away and he's looking for ingredients to put on his pizza. Uh, Well, I can't put avocado on pizza. What else have we got? Spaghetti. You know what, I'll give it a try. But apparently (laughs) apparently this is something he does quite a fair bit. So it looks like he might have developed it when he was a child or when he was younger and he's done it for his whole life. I think
0: it's one of those stereotypical guy things where you almost... like you, You get to a point where you're at home and you haven't got much around the house to eat. So you're just like, okay... Let's just experiment with some things and see what happens here. And you find some weird mishmash of flavors. And for some reason, you absolutely love it. But everyone else is going to look at it and just go, oh, oh, God, that's no. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> yeah. I have I have one of these things. One one of the things that I really like eating is uh, ring noodles and yep. smoked tuna. Yeah, I wouldn't put those two
1: together. but No.
0: You do. And so it's. Spi- spicy chili noodles with yeah. smoked tuna and it's really good I reckon it's fantastic but everyone else smells it and they're just kind of like oh god no <laughs>
1: no thanks yeah but, but that's the mistake people make they, they smell it and they judge it by the smell yeah I mean yeah. if you don't judge everything by the smell then a lot of food won't stand a chance. So I think if you actually give it a go, it might actually be nice. But I, I, I necessarily wouldn't put those two together. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give it a try if ever at your house ever again and we can give it a go. <laughs> Is there anything
0: That's- that you've put together over the years? Like you've just been home by yourself one day, mum and dad are at work, and you're just like, okay, i um, 15 years old, got to get myself lunch here. What am I going to well- do?
1: <laughs> Well, I did this many years ago, and I do it – oh, I actually haven't done it for a long time. But I remember when I was a kid, like in teenage years, I'd be at home, and there'd be barbecue shapes. Now, Mm -hmm. we all know barbecue shapes. They're brilliant. But sometimes on their own, they're a bit – I find them to be a bit dry. I mean, you have a drink with them, and they're a bit dry still. So I thought, I need something to moisturize the barbecue shapes. I had a look in my, you know, the pantry at the time. I thought, what have we got here? We had two types of sauce, tomato and barbecue. Nice. so i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna give both of these a go so i had the box of barbecue shapes there was like barely any left anyway so i had the whole box to myself yeah i just squeezed the box of tomato sauce into the box of uh, tomato shapes mixed them all around with the bag <laughs> ate them and uh my goodness it was like an explosion in my mouth it was perfect the barbecue shapes were brilliant because of the sauce it was like a moisturizer on the barbecue shapes it was brilliant but I feel that this is something you can't really do outside the privacy of your own home because otherwise yeah, yeah. people will judge you for being weird and creepy with the food that you've chosen. But I love it. I haven't done it for a while, but I do like it.
0: But it's, it's like one of those things, though, where you... Like, like that thing that everyone does at McDonald's. They get themselves like a chocolate thick shake and then they get themselves a large fries and then they dip yeah. their fries into the thick shake. You know that all those years back... There was one person who was seen in a Macca's restaurant doing that and everyone was just like, oh, that weird person's dipping their fries into their thick shake. But then they tried it and it was fantastic. And then they passed it on to their friends and it was still fantastic. And then it just became this big snowball effect. Will those things that we're thinking of possibly catch on if, you know, we got them out there enough?
1: Well, maybe we should, you know, get more people to do it and see if it takes off. Maybe keep it to ourselves and try and sell it. As an idea, and we'll make a ton of money, and watch it all pour in. But you know, someone's got to be the first to give these things a go. And if that person didn't put his fries or his or her fries into a thick drink, or you know, a McDonald's, would we still be doing it today? Who knows? But everyone refers to that person as creepy. Mm. what would you do that for? But we all do it. We all do it. Someone's got to be the first to do that weird food
0: combination. Well, we just we just had the hot cross bun hacks as well. So yeah. c- could you possibly think of? Uh, something interesting that you'd like to put in in a hot cross bun to spruce it up a little bit that a lot of people wouldn't think of putting in there.
1: Well, maybe put something like a – because often hot cross buns are a sweet food. maybe put like a savoury food into the hot cross bun, see if that might Mm. have any work. I mean, hot cross bun is essentially a form of bread. You could put put like avocado, like smashed avocado Uh into that. I reckon that could take off. People love smashed avocado. People love hot cross buns. Put them together. Do you get an explosion of food
0: in your mouth? I or, reckon you do. Or do you want maybe a bit of uh, salty crunch, so you put some plain salted potato chips in there and have like a fruity salted potato chip hot cross bun?
1: I think people have been way too conventional with their food. We need to be the ones <laughs> to be the embracer of the think weird outside food outside the box. Type. Exactly, think outside the conventional food groups and you'll be an explosion of food in your mouth
0: You know what I just thought for some reason I don't know why it popped into my head as soon as we thought of the hot cross bun side of things But I was just like, (laughs) okay, hot cross bun, apple slices and a dusting of cinnamon
1: (gasps) Ooh! I reckon that would be really good I'm just picturing it right now Yeah. I can't see it not working, I think it's (laughs) going to be brilliant and that's easily, and we can. Anyone can easily do that. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I might give that a go myself.
0: Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty good. And on that note, we may as well leave it there with people with a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's your good idea for Easter: hot cross buns yeah. with apple slices and cinnamon.
1: <laughs> there you go, folks. We've done your work, work for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much going to be the show for the, for uh, this month, I guess, or yeah. until the next one that we do, because it's a monthly or more podcast, so you might see us in two weeks for all we know. <laughs> we don't,
1: know, I don't know. We're just two guys who do a podcast. We don't have to do it at a certain time. We can do it whenever we want.
0: Exactly. So if you'd like to follow along with the show, you can do so, of course, on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and also on VidMe in video form vid.me slash Ben and and search for Ben and Reed in all the audio platform areas as well. You'll find us right there with this show, Things, Stuff, and Words with Ben and Reed. And uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter as well, you can do so. Twitter.com at slash Ben and or just at Ben and Reed if you're already surfing around on Twitter and want to find us right there. You'll see all our source articles the things that we talked about throughout the show. You can get all the pictures and stuff that we mentioned and uh, those hot cross bun hacks if that's the kind of thing that you're after to spruce up your hot cross buns coming into Easter. So uh, yeah, Check all that stuff out right there. And read anything else to say before we
1: sign off? I'm gonna head off to the supermarket right now and buy myself some hot cross buns, some apple and cinnamon, and let you know how it all goes. Fantastic, I look forward to the report.
0: I reckon there could be almost a Twitter video in there somewhere of you just giving it a try and just
1: going yay or nay. (laughs) Well, we do have Periscope. Would you use that in a while, So I might give that a crack if I've got time over the next week or so and I'll I'll let you know. I didn't even really know place. that
0: Periscope was still a thing, to be honest. I thought it had kind of died. Because <laughs> I know Meerkat's gone. Like that's just dead in the water now.
1: Yeah. So that yeah, was that was the uh, that was the other one, but Yeah, people still use Periscope. I don't think a lot of people still use Periscope. I think Facebook Live has sort of taken over from Periscope Live yeah, yeah. video. <laughs> but I like it, I think it's a pretty nifty app. Anyway, getting
0: yeah. off the topic. So our show all said and done, we will catch you again soon. Until then, that guy has been Reid Marnie. I've been Ben Rogers, and we'll catch you next time. See you, bye.